1: This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global. Purdue online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today became a hero in his Dutch homeland when he won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2019. The winning entry was his soulful piano ballad, Arcade, inspired by a devastating personal loss. Almost two years after triumphing at Eurovision, the song blew up again thanks to TikTok, and his career has gone global ever since. In fact, he made his American Network TV debut just minutes before we spoke. Last November, he released his debut LP, Small Town Boy, to great acclaim. Now we're going to see what he has coming next. I'm so happy to welcome Duncan Lawrence. Well,
4: thank you for having me. Thanks. Yeah, I'm good. I just did the Today Show and we had the whole recordings and everything. And it's almost uh, at the end of the day here. So, yeah, and I'm fine. How are you? Oh, wow. I'm great. Wait, you had a much more exciting day than me. How did everything go? Where are you right
3: now? Are you in Amsterdam? Oh, you are in Amsterdam. Oh, wow.
4: Yeah, so it's a big time difference here. So I had my whole day already done. And it's just, it was such an amazing day to be able to record for a US TV for the first time. It was my first performance ever. And I had a great time doing it. I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, congratulations. I mean, so many things to congratulate you for. I mean, just the
3: success of Arcade, it's amazing. It must be strange for you in a way, because the song wins
4: Eurovision back in 2019. When did you realize it was blowing up all over again? (laughs) That was crazy. It was actually a couple of months ago. I got this message from my manager and he was saying, I think you should have a look at what's happening on TikTok because arcade is blowing up and a lot of Harry Potter fans were using the song to recreate scenes from the movies to kind of make Malfoy and Hermione, which are like sworn enemies in the movies, fall in love with each other. And then they used Loving You as a used Losing Game under that as a tagline. So it was so fun to watch that. But ever since it just spread so, so far, like it, it reached other digital platforms and just like social media. And it, yeah, it really has blown up. Can you tell me a little bit about where the song came from for you? What inspired it? I wrote Arcade actually a couple of years ago um, when I was studying at the Rock Academy. And I, I always wrote songs because I I always tried to turn something negative into something positive by taking a negative story and turning it to a song because I was bullied when I was younger a lot. So I took all that negativity home and I locked myself up in my room and created songs out of that. But on this particular day, a friend of the family passed away And she was madly in love with the love of her life, but they had split up a few uh, years before, unfortunately. And she kept waiting for him to say goodbye. She kept staring at the door while she was passing away. So that was such a tragic story to me that I was like, if I can turn all that negativity from being bullied and everything into songs, then I can also turn this unanswered love into a song. And years later I did. And I kind of combined my story as a small town boy going to a big city, chasing my dreams with her story. And that's how Arcade came to be. Wow, how does it feel for you knowing that, that this
3: song that came from such a, a personal, private place for you, I mean, your family friend and yeah. your childhood bedroom is now resonating with literally millions of people across the globe. How does that feel? What is that like for you?
4: That's so crazy because I did Eurovision, the Eurovision Song Contest with this song. So I kind of thought like, well, it's had its life and it's good and it's, it's, it's served a, a great purpose. I mean, like we won, but... Now, looking at Arcade and seeing where it's going and how it's growing every single day, it's just insane to watch, especially as this small-town boy from this tiny-ass country, the Netherlands. It's just so cool to see that this is possible and that if you work hard and you keep dreaming and you keep focusing on what you do, and with me, it was putting music first always. You, you can go somewhere. You can go places. Even if it's quarantine, you can still, you know, music can travel Without boundaries, and it's so cool, and especially in these times, to be able to connect with people since we can't tour or gig or
3: go anywhere. You mentioned quarantine. Have you been been feeling productive and staying productive during
4: during lockdown? Have you been writing a lot? Yes, I've been writing constantly. I'm I live together with my fiance, and he's a songwriter too. So we write every single day. Like every time I come downstairs, I hear him playing the piano or the guitar and then you know hear him sing or it's the other way around we we write constantly and I actually finished my first album during lockdown that's going to be such a great way to, to bond I mean to, to have that connection with somebody to make music with them what were you were you friends before and then did you start making music or did you start making music first no. we met each other in LA last year right before lockdown and then I took the last plane possible back from the Netherlands to LA when lockdown was introduced. And then I spent my days at his place in Los Angeles. And that's how we were like, well, we're both songwriters. Let's try to write a song. And it was amazing. Congratulations.
3: One of the one of the few good things that come of 2020. I'm so so happy for you both. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, yes. <laughs> you mentioned when you first started writing music, taking sort of the, the, the pain of, of of school and adolescence that, that so many people unfortunately go through and wanting to yeah. make something beautiful out of it. What were some people that that sort of pointed you in that direction? Did you have any any influences at that age, like people, musicians you were listening to or people in your
4: Life too, teachers or something like that. Definitely, like I had a couple of artists that I was like listening nonstop to. One of them was uh, Nirvana. I'm always, I've always been drawn to Kurt Cobain's story and just his mentality and his way of songwriting, and just it was so grunge, and I loved it. Amy whitehouse which to me was kind of the grungy version of soul, kind of wow, the London yeah. grungy version of soul. I thought she was amazing and such a great artist, but such a tragic story too. I'm always, I've am always, i always been drawn to tragic stories, but also Snow Patrol, U2. My father used to listen to a lot of U2. My grandparents used to listen to a lot of Elvis Presley. So he's definitely one of my heroes. And yeah, the list goes on and on. Fleetwood Mac, I can talk to you about music for hours. I love music.
3: Hearing your voice it, it, it's so emotive and passionate. Did you
4: do any theater as a kid like musical theater? I used to do theater but I couldn't dance. I could oh. act, but I couldn't dance. Like I was like a little bit of a like a chubby Harry Potter with like room between my teeth and like a lot of freckles and the only thing that was missing was the zzzz here. But um <laughs> yeah (laughs) it was it was you know maybe that was the reason why i was bullied a lot too because i kind of dressed a little weird and i kind of acted a little weird i made music i locked myself up in my room to write songs so thinking back i'm like yeah maybe you isolated yourself a lot you were just yourself No, exactly that's what it was and i'm i'm really happy that i did actually and that i sticked to what i knew and, and believed in but at this certain age i think because I locked myself up so much, my mom decided me to, to put me on like theater class and I sucked at dancing and like all those things. But I liked acting, but above all, I loved music. What was it like for me? Winning Eurovision
3: must have just been such a life changing experience that I, I cannot even imagine. How did your life change after that?
4: My life changed like completely, like 100, 180 degrees. It was just a turn. like. It was so crazy because before that I was a songwriter and I wrote songs for others and I was just kind of, you know, collecting my my own songs, trying to create a sound, trying to create stories that I wanted to put out into the world and Arcade has always been on my mind. as the first single I wanted to put out. But on a specific day, I got a call from my old voice coach because I did the voice when I was like 17. And she said, Hey, you added this song Arcade to the Dropbox that we still share. Did you want me to listen to it? And I said, Yeah, of course. That's why I put it in a Dropbox. And she listened to it. And she said, I think we should send this to Eurovision. And it- I said, Well, good luck, because only famous people make it to Eurovision. Like, it, it would be a dream come true, but I don't think I'll ever make it. And then she said, I think you'll make it and she was right. And it, that's how it happened. Wow, that is incredible. What is it
3: about that song that you feel makes it resonate? with so many people is there can you articulate why or is it just just one of those things one of those magic things
4: uh, that's always the most difficult question people ask me because i i always believe that like the power of a song is because of the listeners and mm-hmm. it's because like the the biggest part is because of the listeners the way they interpreted it so i wish i could just you know watch. The listeners' heads, like, have a look inside <laughs> their hats to know what it is because that would reveal a great secret, I think, in songwriting for me. <laughs> it would but- be very helpful. <laughs> but I hope it's just the story that is in there and the story that I'm trying to tell in respect to my friend who passed away. And I hope that that you know, resonates through that song and that people get inspired and maybe feel like, hey, I'm going through the same things. And if that small boy or small town boy is doing it and he's killing it and he's chasing his dreams, then I can do it too, even though I have a heartbreak right now or I'm going through this hard face of life. Um, I hope that's what they connect to. And that's why, you know, maybe this personal story that is in there becomes something universal. Your album's called
3: Small Town Boy. There's so many great songs on it. One of my favorites is sort of sort of the inverse of Arcade in a lot of ways. Sleeping on the Phone, which is a song that rings true for anyone who's ever
4: been in a long distance relationship. Can Can you tell me a little more about that? yeah sleeping on the phone is my favorite too i love that track and it's it's because that was actually the first track i wrote with jordan my fiance that was the like what i just told you like when we were in l.a and i traveled with the last plane to the us right before lockdown hit we wrote this song because we knew i was going to travel back to the netherlands because i had to do the an alternative show for eurovision so it was kind of it wasn't eurovision in 2020 but they did this alternative life show. And we knew we we were going to miss each other. So we wrote this song together, kind of as a reminder to each other that we we've always got each other's back. And we're always there for each other, no matter the time difference or what time it is, let's just talk until we're sleeping on the phone. And it really helped. I think both of us through through that quarantine, lockdown time without each other. That is beautiful. That's really incredible. I, can't, I mean, I'm somebody who who, who
3: loves music with, with all their heart, but has never been able to actually write a song. So whenever I talk to people about how they write to me, yeah. it just sounds, like, just sounds like sorcery. I don't really understand it. When, when, when you and Jordan are <laughs> writing together, I mean, do you feel that you get to know each other on a deeper level? I mean, are there ever times when you've had like a disagreement earlier and somehow you end up working it out through the songwriting <laughs>
4: session, you know? I, I don't recall that, but I do think <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we definitely get to know each other more and more, especially, you know, because we're we're so open to each other when it comes to writing songs, because you have to be if you want to write an honest story in a in the shape of a song, you have to be open and tell everything. So, yeah, we talk about everything, even previous relationships and, you know, things that hurt us or things that made us happy or just those small daily things that we're both kind of looking for to write songs it's basically, we got to know each other, I think the best through writing songs with each other. That, that is so wonderful.
3: W- what is next for you? I know you just released your album in the fall. What are you working on
4: now? I'm working on a lot of new music in the studio nonstop. I'm so happy we can do that, that we're able to just work and go to the studio and record things and write new music. So yeah, that's what we're constantly doing. I'm constantly moving back and forth from our house to the studio and to our house to the studio and just, you know, know writing a lot of new songs and recording a lot of new things which are actually coming out this year even so it's all uh, all coming very
0: soon.
3: It's so great you can be back in the studio now, too. I know
4: that home studio situation isn't always the same thing from what I hear. I know. Like, it's been wonderful to to have some time at home, of course. And everyone kind of thought that at the beginning. But I think now everyone is kind of at that point where we're like, okay, how long is this going to take me? Because I really just want to have my normal life back. But it's all for a good reason, of course. But yeah, being able just to be in a room with instruments and just somewhere else than these four white walls is amazing. What did you, I mean,
3: obviously the last year has been tough for everyone for so many different reasons. What, what did you do to just to stay grounded when you wanted to just sort of escape and feel good for a little bit? Did you do yoga? Did you run? Did you watch a bunch of things on Netflix? What did you like to do to kind of just, just zone out
4: for a little while? I actually started producing myself. So I produced sleeping on the phone, for example, myself during lockdown. And I always kind of looked over the shoulders of other producers, kind of, you know, looked what they were doing. And I knew kind of how to do things, but I had to learn a lot before I could actually produce my own whole track uh, myself. But I did, I did it. And I, I, I'm so happy with it. So I spend a lot of time in quarantine, learning how to make sounds, produce sounds, you know, get the right, EQ, everything, all the little producer details. And I started picking up the guitar again. And I started going to the, like, there's a gym here that just trains outside, which is amazing because that's allowed again. So I'm just focusing on my mind, my body, because there were times in lockdown where I was like, so anxious about what was going to happen and what what was going to happen with the world and how we were going to get through this and stuff. It's just... Yeah, it's been it's it's been hard times, but I'm glad that it kind of looks like there is this light at the end of it all, and things are getting better. I'm sure.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sounds like you've had an incredibly productive time. I mean, like most people I know, it's like, all right, I taught myself how to make banana bread. That's it. You
4: you learn how to. to
3: cook yourself. That's amazing.
4: That's so. Cool. I wish I would have learned how to make banana bread because my <laughs> cooking skills are horrible. Like I cannot even bake a bake an egg like it's it's horrible <laughs> i mean
3: banana bread's about the only thing that i actually can make now so no don't worry you're not alone <laughs> i screwed it up
4: like i screwed it up a bunch of times where the banana bread was like oh yeah pancake and, style <laughs> it's like it was crunchy and so hard that you couldn't even like take a bite off of it so no i would never 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 tried to bake that again
3: <laughs> gosh that's that's so exciting you have such a, a Great year ahead of you. I got to ask, I'm sure you get asked this
4: all the time. Any dream collaborators, people you you really want to work with? Oh, I have a lot of dream collaborators, but one person that's always been on the top of my list is Noah Cyrus. I hope one day we can write something together because I love, love her. Miley Cyrus, too. I've been a big fan ever since I was young. What I love about Noah Cyrus is that she has such a singer-songwriter vibe over her, yeah. but still is so poppy. And really combines those three worlds, almost, of pop, country, and singer-songwriter music. And it's just so magical the way she does that and the way she looks and everything about her is just so magical. So I, I would be honored to one day work together with her if, if one day that is possible. Other collabs are like Troye Sivan, same, like same feeling I have for Noah. Same for him. He's incredible. Yeah. So who who else? Um, Ellie X, Sam Smith. The list goes on and on. <laughs> Let's manifest. Put it out there. Visualize yes. it. So be it. Twenty twenty one. Sam Smith, Noah Cyrus,
0: Ellie X, and
3: <laughs> <laughs> the whole list. Duncan, it's been so great talking. To you. My, my, my last question, and it's been the the question that I've been asking everybody that I've been speaking to the last year, and hopefully you yeah. don't have to ask it much longer. If you could snap your fingers and have everything go back to to normal, whatever your definition of normal is, call it call it 2019, uh, what would be the first thing that you would do? Places you'd travel, people you'd hug, things you'd go, go out to a restaurant
4: and eat? Yeah, I think I would have this huge barbecue in the backyard mm with my whole family and friends and just everyone has to hug each other before they come in. (laughs) Everyone has to like kiss each other three times on the cheeks because we do that here in Holland. We kiss each other three times and just like, you know, share love, touch each other like whenever you want, stay close to each other, eat nice food, have nice music, drinks. Very European if you ask me to do, (laughs) but it's like, yeah, that would be my back to normal dream and another dream would be just to travel again and to be able to perform again but also to be able to visit la america to meet my my family you know just everything i want it all i want everything to be normal again let's well, manifest that too 2021 yeah i think it's i think it's on its way Don't i you... think so too
3: thank you so much for taking the time today it's been been such thank a thank to you jordan thank you so much We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
5: Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day.